0: We're beginning a brand new series today that we will continue through the summer. So the next six or seven weeks, we're going to be talking about anchored, the things that anchor us in life. And life is uncertain. Would, would anybody agree with that? Life is uncertain. I was talking to someone this past week, and we were talking about how fast life moves now. And again, I'm, I'm about to be 45. And I remember when life didn't quite move as fast. I mean, I'm not talking about chronologic. I'm just talking about the way that things happen now. It feels like we're all so, so much busier now. Would you agree with that? Just life is busy. Uh, There's so many options, lots of options. And along with those options come a lot of opportunities, but there also comes a lot of distractions as well. Uh, it, It used to be when you were... Growing up in my dad's era, um, and even in my era, there was just a certain kind of things that you did. It was like you had you okay, all right. Are you allergic to my preaching? <laughs> there were just certain things that you just did. You know, like if your dad was a farmer, then you were more than likely going to be a farmer. If your dad, or if your mom and dad did this, you're more than likely that's what you were going to do. And then even, even in the daily routine, it was like breakfast, work, supper, bed. And then, again, breakfast. And now, life just doesn't seem that way. Does it? Would anybody agree with that today? It's just there's so many options and so many opportunities and not the same schedule. Life is so mobile now. I mean, it's just mobile. I remember we used to talk about that, and we thought that was... I remember a guy telling me, he said, if you're focusing on the web You're in trouble. You need to be focusing on mobile. Don't be focusing on computers. Focus on mobile. Pretty soon, everybody's going to be doing everything they do with their phone. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, My flip phone, you can't do anything. Even with a T9, it messes things up. And and now, everything is just mobile. You don't have to have it. Everything is so social. Everybody knows what you're doing. It's amazing to me that I'll walk into places in another state, someone I don't even know, and they'll be like, man, your son's got a good basketball shot on him. What are you talking about? How do you know what's going on? If everybody knows what's going on, and, and because of that, it seems like everything is ever-changing. It just changes fast. One phone call can just switch up. One text can just change the whole thing because life is just moving fast. Not only is life moving fast, but life is uncertain. And that's not just happening now. It's always been that way. Uh, Job said it like this. He said, man that is born of woman is a few days and it's full of trouble. And you can go back and find out why Job said that. Because he's living life. The Bible says Job was the greatest and the richest man in all of the east. And in one day, his whole life changed. Just one storm swooped in and took out all of his kids and thieves, took away everything he had worked for. Life is uncertain. How many have found that to be true? Everything's cool and then just one. And sailing turns into storming. And what just a sea of glass turns into waves that you can't even look over. Life is uncertain. And so as we enter into this season of summer and and. Talking about how things begin to shift and change. We want to talk about some things that we can grab hold of and that can anchor us in the midst of this. I want to thank Raina. Is Raina in here today? Or, there's Raina. I want to thank Raina for her illustration today. We've been using, thank you, Raina, for that. That's so cool. We've been using some of our artists that are here at the hills to hand draw and hand paint and hopefully sculpt and all kind of stuff to be a part of our, our graphics. And I asked her, I said, we need something that describes how life moves, but we want something that's going to be anchored. And I think you did just a great job. If you're not following Raina, you need to do that on Instagram and Twitter and go to her website and buy some of her art. She really is amazing. Life is uncertain. I'm going to say something else. People are uncertain. I knew I'd get a bigger amen than on that one. People are uncertain. They shift and they slide and they change and they vacillate and they're this way one day and that way the other day and they like you this day and you don't know if they like you the next day and then you can't figure out what you did wrong and and you start researching what did I do wrong. My daddy gave me some of the greatest words of advice and he continually tells me this throughout my life. And you can write this down. This is from Papa Rags. People are fickle. They are fickle. And you start studying even the life of Jesus. The ones that just celebrated him were crying, crucify. I mean, it's just, it's a quick thing that can change. And so, life is fast, life is uncertain, people are crazy. So what keeps us steady in an unsteady world? We're going to talk about these things. Today, we're going to start with number one, and that is the Word of God. How do we remain steady and stable in the midst of an ever-changing life? The Word of God. My prayer this morning is that before when you leave this place, that you have such a passion for God's Word, that you have a hunger to read his word, to devour his word, to study his word. I am praying that today. We are a young church, and because of that, we have a lot of immature believers. And so we're spending the whole summer talking about these things that root us and ground us, the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace of God. By the time we get through this next six or seven weeks, we ought to be the most mature people just ready to take over hell with a fire extinguisher. Let's go. Not a fire extinguisher? Or a water pistol. That's even better. And I like that one. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23. Number one, the word of God is forever. If you're taking notes, write that down. The word of God is forever. Peter said this For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever. Why? Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. As I was reading this scripture Uh, Over the past several weeks, I started seeing things in it that I had never seen before. Because we always talk about that Jesus Christ gives us life. But the scripture says, the living word of God gives you life that lasts forever. That's because you can't separate Jesus from his word. So if you have a love for Jesus, then you're going to develop a love for his word. And if you have a love for his word, then it's going to help your love for Jesus and the things of God. The scripture talks about people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. And man, I'm looking at some beautiful people right now. We have a church of pretty people, talented people, amazing, smart people. But the scripture says that we're all like grass, that that beauty withers and the flower fades. And those of you that are on the top of your game, I've got bad news for you. It's going to fade, and it's going to wither. And those of you that have the perfect jawline and the perfect abs, I have bad news for you. It's going to wrinkle, and it's going to sag. And at some point, everything just starts dropping, all right? It just, that's the way life is. It just begins to happen. And so if you are putting all of your hope in that, in your talents, in your abilities, in your giftingness, at some point it all begins to fade. But the Word of God lasts forever. So how do I get that infusion of life in me in the midst of a world that is just flying past me? It's just, I mean, as we say in Mississippi, it's just booking it, just going for it. Yes, working out helps and eating right and exercising and and challenging your mind and being active. All those things are so important. But don't neglect the most important one. And that is to get the living, eternal Word of God and ingest it on a daily basis. Write this down. Every passing day, we get a chance to partake in forever. So the day that just blazes by, here's what helps that temporary day become eternal. Get the word of God ingested into you. Hide it in your heart. Now, some of you have heard preaching on, the, on reading the Bible, and it always has this guilt attached to it. How many would just say amen? Have you read your word today? got to have alerts and reminders and then reminders on your reminders and all this stuff. If we could just see it as life-giving, just like drinking water and eating food, when I begin to read and devour the Word of God, it puts fresh, new, living life in me. And not just life to help me get through the day, but eternal life. The Word of God remains forever. That was your first point. The word of God is forever. It was there at the beginning. At the beginning of the beginning, it all began with what? The word of God. There was just nothing. And all of a sudden, God said, let. Boom, there it was. And everything started waking up. There. Be light. And it just bega- everything began with the word of God and at the ending, when life is over, it will still be going. What he said there will never end. It just keeps on going. The word of God is forever. Number two, the word of God is flawless. Talking about things that we can anchor to, hold on to. I'm gonna ask my, my hills folks that know what I'm about to say. I've always told you that the hardest Sermon to Preach is the beginning of a series because I'm introducing it. So I'm going to ask you today, just nod at me, just give me a thumbs up, just amen, just a little bit. Help me out today, all right? But I'm taking notes. Well, take notes and amen out of the side of your mouth, all right? Guess you don't have to worry about that because these Hills folks are going to help us with this. Proverbs 30 and 5 says this, Every word of God is flawless. Don't you love that? Can't you just see that jeweler with that, that big honking thing in their eye? Looking in the light and trying to find that flaw. And as you're looking for it, you can't find it because it is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. How is the word of God flawless? Simple. Because his word is truth. John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So you are sanctified not by what you do or by what you don't do. You are sanctified by the word of God. You're cleaned by the word of God. Washed by the word of God. Nourished by the word of God. Because it is truth. Look at me. Truth is what keeps you anchored. And in a society where they're always asking what is truth and is it relevant and is it relative and what does it matter, truth is the thing that keeps you solid and you can hold on to it. And when suddenly something starts happening over here and that seems like the cool thing to do or or this wave begins to come through, maybe that's what I need to be doing. truth is what keeps you steady. I've said this before at the hills, but I'll say it again because it's good. There is a difference in fact and truth. A huge difference. Don't confuse the two. Because I must tell you right now, facts change on a weekly basis. How many of y'all remember when stuff that was good for you is now bad for you? Remember that? Soy is the perfect example. The soy latte and a soy, 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 soy. And now everything you see is, it has no soy in it. Don't soy because it's bad. What did I say that one time? It was like the catfish of vegetables or something. It's like, it's toxic. It's always toxic. Well, I thought it was good for you. No, it's bad for you. Don't eat it. I can't keep up with what? Get in the sun. Get out of the sun. Eat this. Don't eat that. Drink that. Don't drink that. I don't know. Why? Well, the facts say. Well, the facts change. And so if you're basing your life on facts, everybody say facts, those facts will change. We have to base our life on truth, the truth. And the Bible says that the Word of God is truth. The Word of God is forever. The Word of God is flawless. The Word of God is a firm foundation. Number three, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. There who there easy for you to say therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended the floods came the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded upon the rock But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. The foundation that is always sure and firm is the word of God. And if you don't have that foundation... Don't even build anything. Just don't even start. If your relationship, if your business idea, if your songs, if your plans, if your dreams are not built on the firm foundation of the Word of God, don't build it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, storms are a-coming. Got an amen from right over here, folks, that know about storms. I said, storms are a-coming. And if you haven't had them, they're going to they're smack you right in the mouth. I used to be one of those guys that, that I felt guilty because I didn't have any storms in my life. I didn't, I didn't have any storms. And I mean, my life had just been perfect, and then all of a sudden, everything broke loose. And the only thing I could hold on to was the living, breathing Word of God, the firm foundation. So if what you're doing and building is not built upon the Word of God, you may want to start back over. We were just walking the other day down 12th South and uh, watching them building a building. And they're digging so deep down and, and building this foundation because they're going to build a, a big house there. They spend more time on that foundation than they do building that house. How many of us just jump into stuff all willy-nilly and crazy? I'm going to build something and go somewhere and do this and do that. Never focusing on the Word of God. But if you will focus and fall in love with the Word of God, then everything that's built on that will last. I don't know about you, but I want to build something and be a part of building something that will last. Can I get more than two or three amens? Just a few more. Someone called the other day, a, a, a pastor uh, that I've, I've mentored, and he called the other day, and he, I need some advice. I've got to have some advice. I'm walking through something, I, and I don't know what to do. I need you to give me some advice. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some lawyers, and I'm talking to some, uh, some counselors, and talking to some CPAs, and, man, I need you to give me some advice. And I said, well, I'm going to give you probably a different kind of advice because everything that I do goes back to the Word of God. I'm going to trace it back to the Word of God. And I was able to bring up a couple of scriptures that changed the whole way he was thinking about this whole situation. He was about to involve lawyers and accountants. And, and all, all it took was him getting nothing wrong with lawyers and accountants. we got a couple of good ones right here in the house. But at some point, get to the Word of God, start there, and then base everything else on that. That's good preaching, and I'm not even a good preacher. It's not enough, though, just to hear the Word of God. I believe that we have become a generation that hears it all the time. we got itchy ears. We want to be satisfied, but it's not enough to hear it. The Scripture says, Jesus said this, the person that hears these sayings and does them, that's the God that's on a sure foundation. I want everybody to get up on the edge of your seat. I want you to look at me. I want you to hear what I'm saying right now. This is very important. Because if you just hear this, then it's going to, and it just goes out in one ear and out the other, you're going to miss this, all right? We have got to get to a place that we're not just hearing the word of God, but we're taking what we're hearing and we are doing it. I'm going to embarrass him. I'm glad to have one of Davis's coach, Coach Speller, Speller here today. Coach Spell, Marcus, and Ashley, thank you all for being here this morning. Y'all know that I use a lot of basketball illustrations. Uh, I watched yesterday as the boys, basketball, Davis was playing a basketball tournament, and, and they were just doing something. It was all wrong. They just weren't doing it. They weren't doing it right. And coach was yelling at them, telling them what to do. They just weren't doing it right. And at the end of the day, he got them all together, and he said, Guys, this is what we talked about in practice on Thursday. This very thing, we prepared for this. What happened? They heard it, but on Saturday, they didn't... Wah, wah. It's not enough to hear it. Man, I got we got veterans in this room. You've heard so many sermons. You've heard so much preaching. Let me encourage you to start doing it. He that hears these words and does them, that guy, that gal is on a firm foundation. But he that hears them but doesn't do them, they're going to be washed away as the storms and the winds begin to come. I love James. One of my favorite passages of uh, books in the Bible. And when people that have never read the Bible, they ask me, where should I start? I always say, John and James. Read the book of John. Read the book of James. Because James just breaks it down. James 1 and 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. How many have ever heard the most powerful sermon and then on Monday can't even remember what was going on? Look, I'm preaching the sermons and can forget what I preached on Sunday. How do we keep it being a part of our life? We got to put that stuff into action. We got. Remember I said a couple of weeks ago that what turns hope into faith? How many were here we're in our full-grown faith series? You were here? What turns hope into faith? It's this. That put that step down. You can hear it. You can feel it. That's what takes the living, breathing Word of God and turns it into something that changes your life. you got to do something with it. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. It is not enough for you to show up here on Sunday mornings or whatever church you go to or to tune in to Osteen or to Jake's or to Myers, all that's great. It is not enough for us to get that word into us. We have got to do something with it. I hear people say all the time, and I listen to word all the time, I listen to teaching and preaching all the time, but what turns it into life-changing is when we obey that word. The word of God requires activity. Now I'm going to tell you why, which leads us to our next point. Where are we right now? The word of God is forever. The word of God is flawless. The Word of God is a firm foundation. The reason that the Word of God requires activity is because the Word of God itself is active. Write this down. The Word of God is fully alive. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the Word of God, say it with me, is? It's there? All right, here we go. For the Word of God is alive. I love that y'all said is. Is? Word of God is, is, no, we're going to the next one. For the Word of God is, and, now I don't know about you, but when I read that, and I've, I've preached this script, I've been preaching for 27 years, I've been in full-time ministry, 27 years, that's a long time. And I am seeing things that I've never seen before. I've always quoted the scripture, I've preached on this scripture, I've talked about it, I studied it in Bible college, I mean, I've done it. I had never focused on those two words. The word of God is alive and active. Because I think sometimes I look at this just like any other book. It's a book. It's got paper. It's got ink. Right? It opens up. It's got markers. It's a book. Some of your books are nicer than other books. The difference in this book and all the other books is this one's living. It is fully alive the living breathing word of god and it can be here or it can be here or it can be here or it can be here it is the living word of god the word of god is alive and it is active i want you to write this down and maybe you want to tweet this if you do hashtag it hills anchored okay i want you to say this i want you to write this down Just because the word of God is steady doesn't mean it is static. Just because it's steady and something you can hold on to doesn't mean that it is still and quiet and a statue. It is not just words on a page. The word of God is alive and it is active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword, the scripture says. It penetrates even to the dividing, the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. So what it's saying is the word of God acts like a surgeon. It acts like an antibiotic. You know, when you see, you ever thought about that? I had an infection the other day on my toe. And they gave me an an antibiotic to take in my mouth. And somehow that antibiotic found my toe. Out of all the other mess going on in my life, that's what it found. That's what the Word of God is like. It is active. When it gets ingested and a part of your life, it begins to find those things that it needs to find. You ever notice how you can read a passage of Scripture and it means one thing to you? Someone else reads a passage of Scripture and it means one thing to them. You know why? Because it's active. It's not up to your interpretation. When you read it and ingest it, it begins to do the work. It doesn't even matter what you think about it, it begins to work on you. Man, that's some good stuff. The active, living, breathing, like a surgeon. I love reading Hebrews 4 and 12 in the message. God means what he says. Read this. I want you to bring that. God means what he says, and what he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey the word of God. It opens you up, and while it's in there, that surgeon can look and explore, and maybe he was going in to check one thing, but he finds something else. And while he's there, he begins to, that's what the Word of God, when you open it in the morning, I opened this thing up at about 5.15 this morning, and I opened it up, and that light was coming in the back, and I had my cup of coffee, and I read it differently than I've ever read it before, Taylor. Differently than ever before, because it's alive, and it's active, and I'm not just doing it so I don't. I, so I get through condemnation, you know. I just got to read my chapter so I don't go to hell today. It's no more of that. I'm reading it because it's good for me. Oh, taste and see that it's good. Just eat it. Just eat it. It's good for you. It's like honeycomb and milk and honey. Just eat it. Don't be scared of it. Don't dread it. Man, I feel like Joel Osteen this morning. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. Come on, y'all. That's a good word. You know, the, script, the problem is we forget so easily. I think it's Bill Johnson that talks about how easily we forget. We're just a forgetful people. I mean, I literally can tell Kristen, baby, I love you. You're the greatest thing in the world in my life. And I, two minutes later, something happens. I'm like, wah, 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 wah. just forget so easy, don't we? The word of God is strong and I believe it. No, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm going You know, the scripture says, bind it like a frontlet. You know what that scripture says? They would bind it. They would take the word of God. Hear, o Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And they had a headband, and there was a little piece of paper that hung right here, right in their face. Everywhere they went, they saw it. I expect tomorrow just to see people with Bibles just right here, just the word of God. There's been a rash of collisions on I-65. We don't know what happened. <laughs> the word of God. It is fully alive, and it is active. He answered, Matthew 4 and 4. He answered and said, it is written. This is when, when Satan tempted Jesus. I love this. Satan tempt, you. I'm telling you this, Satan is conceited. He's going to tempt Jesus? That's just how he thinks. Just rolls right up. But what did Jesus do? He didn't say, I am the Son of God, back off. He went right to the Word of God. He said, it is written. He brought the word out. Those of you that are being tempted by things and you're being tested by stuff and you find it hard, get to the word of God. Grab the promises of God. What Larry Marvin, I love the fact that Larry and Barb, the reason I love them being over our prayer team is they pray the word of God. Do you know how many scriptures he quoted just standing right here? About 53,000 just right here, just scripture, just quoting just bring the word of god i am the head and not the tail i'm above and not beneath <sighs> i'm sweating man it says man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds say that word with me proceeds from the mouth of god the word of god is active that word proceeding it's moving it's it's blazing it's going it doesn't just and when he speaks it it just keeps going and going and going and going and the promises that your grandma prayed over you can still come to pass in your life because the word keeps going You talk about the speed of light and the speed of sound you talk about the speed of the word of god And God says, let there be light, and that word just kept on going. It never has stopped. This morning when you woke up and the light came up, that was God's word still proceeding. And when Jeremiah said, I have plans for you that I knew before you were even formed in your mama's belly, that's a promise he spoke over you that just keeps on going. Man, Lord help. God's word is fully alive. And last but not least, God's word is faithful. God's word is forever. God's word is flawless. God's word is a firm foundation. God's word is fully alive. And God's word is faithful. Isaiah 55 and 10. The rain and the snow come down from the heavens and they stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow Producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. See what that does for you this morning? Some of you walked in this morning with doubt and defeat and deceit, and dejected, and just me talking about the Word of God, I can see the color coming back in your face, life coming back in your face. Because suddenly you begin to have an understanding that the Word of God is going to accomplish exactly what it says it's going to accomplish. So you got an area of your life that you feel like is dying or dead, just speak the word of God over it. Just open it up and just begin to declare. I remember when Chris and I first moved here, and uh, we didn't know where the boys were going to school or what we were going to do. We found the school that they were going to attend, and this may be crazy for some of y'all, but this is what we did. We went and we got four wooden stakes, and we took the scriptures that we knew were promises over our son's life. We wrapped those scriptures around those wooden stakes, and we went to that property and hammered those stakes in the ground. Principal didn't know it, teachers didn't know it, but we knew it. And it was our way of saying, we are saying that the word of God is true and it will never end. And it was amazing to watch the miracles that took place in that school because we made that stand. I want to encourage those of you. Your relationship with your wife is not good. Your family life is not good. Business is not good. Finances are not good. Have you gone back to the word of God? Just take the word of God and begin to speak it over your life. Look at this, God's word equals God's promises. Say that with me, God's word equals God's promises. Remember when somebody will look at you and say, I give you my word. You can count on the character of God. You can count on his, he is a God of his word. He's a man of his word. His word will not lie. It will not return void. And so you stand strong and secure on the foundation of the word of God. Last scripture. John, come play for me, will you? Hebrews 6, 13 and 19. I want you to read this with me. For example, there was a God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name. Man, I love that scripture right there. It's like God says, I promise you. Matter of fact, I'm going to swear by, and we would swear by someone greater than us, and God looks around, there ain't nobody greater than me, so I'm just going to swear by myself, okay? He took an oath oath in his own name. That's how powerful God thinks his own name is. That's how I love that. Saying, I will certainly bless you and will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God promised. Now, when people take an oath... They call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God is also also bound himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given, watch this, both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge, I love that too, can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Here we go, basing this entire series on this. This hope is strong. And trustworthy anchor for our souls it leads us through the curtain into god's inner sanctuary is there any place more solid than that any place stronger than that the word of God how many receive that word this morning do you receive this today the word of God the word of God how many need an anchor to hold on to? Let me feel like things are doing this right now? Just me up here swaying like a fool by myself? How many, how many feel like life is doing this right now, trying to figure out where to go and life is changing and moving? And Grab the word of God. Next week, we're going to be talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the anchor of the gospel, how everything goes back to the gospel. The Katinas are going to be here in three weeks. They're going to be teaching about family. Family is an anchor that you hold on to. The next week, we're going to be talking about the grace of God. The week after that, we're going to be talking about the ships that anchor us, relationships, fellowships. And then we're going to close this thing out talking about the church. The house of God is the place that anchors us. And we're going to close that out with a big all-in night, another worship night, where we all come together, and we worship together, and we dream, and we plan, and we build. It's going to be a great series. You don't want to miss any of this. But we could not start this series without talking about the Word of God, the foundation of the Word of God. I'd like to see the hands of those of you that no, no guilt, no condemnation, but you know you need to be in the Word of God more. Raise your hand. Now I want you to turn around and look. Get your hand up. Those of you that felt like you were the only one, look at this. Now put your hand down. Now I want to encourage you not to need it, but to want it. Because if you feel like you need it, then it feels like slavery. But if you want it, y'all, come on, let's be honest. You go after anything you want. Right? I know I don't need her, but I want her. That'll lead you into all kind of mess, won't it? What if we could get a want and a hunger for the Word of God? I'm going to tell you right now, again, I'll be 45 in August. I wish... That I would have devoured this more in my early years. Wish I'd have gone after it more. Just spend time in it. You don't know where to start? Come on. Just walk up to Art. Art, tell me where to start. That's a good, good. I like that. I may start using that all the time. Walk up to Boots and Papa Rags. Roll up to the Myers. Ray Guzman right back there. Just roll up to to the Marvins and go, Hey, I, I just don't know where to start. They'll tell you where to start. Here, right here. This is my favorite. Just go. Get in it. Read a verse. Read a chapter. Get it on your own. Man, you can even do social media now with with the Bible. It's crazy. And you can share Bible. It's easier than ever to fall in love with the Word of God. Let's stand today.